When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hey, everybody, it's that time Wednesday. Jerry Reynolds, right around the corner, Ryan and Sacktown as well on If You Don't Like That. Three, two, one, go. Sacramento missed you. Carter, stolen by Williams. And look at this. Oh, you don't like that. You don't like NBA basketball. That's an ESPN highlight right there. Whoa. Carlson comes in. How about this? Holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. That was a major league smudge. Not a lot of holy moly Jim Bob Bowley's yesterday if you're a Sacramento Kings fan. Uh, it's great to have Jerry Reynolds with us. And Jerry, not a thing uh, that uh, you look back on and you, you come away with too many positives from that game against the Clippers. Yeah, I can't think of any positives at all. I mean, it was a, it was really just a, a blowout. A Clippers had total control of that game from probably the five minute mark, and so it was very disappointing because uh, you know both teams played uh, you know the night before. The you know the Clippers were in Portland and they you know had a little bit later game and had a longer flight, and they looked uh, like a very fresh team, and the Kings were kind of playing in mud. Uh, seem so just very disappointing you know and again a situation where you have starters not named De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis not that Sabonis was great that just don't show up and again you know Harrison Barnes the numbers weren't there Kevin Herter bad game Murray's been up and down but I'm going to talk about Harrison Barnes and Kevin Herter in particular there's just too many bad games from those guys yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, actually, I I, I think Keegan's getting there. You know, I uh-huh. mean, he's, you know, he's doing enough other things and he's starting to score at a, a reasonably productive clip. So, uh, uh, you know, and of course, as far as last night's game, I mean, Sabonis was below average. Uh, uh-huh. De'Aaron was well below average and, and the Monk was well below average. So that's your three best players. And But then when you add to that, you didn't get anything. From your from your bench, so to speak, uh, uh, Javale McGee might have been the best one. He didn't play any <laughs> to speak of, but yeah, it's uh, those two guys, and and I agree with you. They're the two that, for different reasons, I mean, Herder's 
is kind of a little bit of a one trick pony, you know, is he's a three point shooter and he's got to make, he's got to make shots. Uh, he does rebound well for a guard. I'll give him that. He kind of yep. does that. And, you know, and Harrison, uh, his shooting efficiency has been, been okay. But if you don't take more than three or four shots, it doesn't make any difference. Yep. You know, if, if as a starter, yep. I mean, if he were a 10 minute guy off the bench, then that'd be different. Are the Kings a one trick pony? I mean, they make threes. They normally are in the game and will probably win. And if they don't, they lose. Now, first of all, I think you could say that about a number of teams in the NBA. But after watching Sacramento play now for 22 games, it seems to me they're a one-dimensional team. I know they want to get out and run, but, you know, part of it is shooting. Um, I don't know. What else do the Kings do? They're not a physical team. They're not going to out-rebound you. They're not going to defend you. They either shoot the ball well or not. That's what they are, aren't they? They are a three-point shooting team, and I think the only kind of threat they have other than three-pointers is Fox uh, can get to the usually to the mid-range when he needs to for that big shot, and he makes them normally. Now, it didn't, didn't happen last night, but in general, uh, you know, that that's what this team is. It's a three-point shooting team with Fox doing the uh, the other things and the amazing things. And, and, you know, with Sabonis being a consistent assist maker and rebounder for the most part that, and, and, and having a terrific uh, six man. Now that's really the positives and that's pretty much it. And yep. then you're really like, say you're depending on three point shooting every night and, and the real good teams, they all shoot a lot, but they, they, they've got to have ways of scoring when the three-point shot can't be effective. And, you know, that's why a Denver can win a championship. They have, you know, other ways to score. Yeah. And so I, I think, yeah, they're, if you're Mike Brown, you, you, you got to, you're, you know, that you've just got to find a way to get more, more points in the mid range and, and at the basket. Okay. I look at the standings. I look at the record. 13 and nine. I'm like, that's pretty good. You didn't have De'Aaron Fox for five games. You're fifth in the West. Pretty good in a very difficult Western conference. But I was talking about this with Ryan on the postgame show last night. This 13 and nine doesn't feel good to me. I believe the team last year at this point in time was a better team. And I was more optimistic about them. I just see red flags on this team. And I go back to the inconsistency and I go back to a stat that you always tell me about, which I've always looked at now. And it seems to be such a good barometer. And that's the point differential. The Kings are the only team in the top nine in the West that have a negative point differential. So I guess what I'm saying is 13 and nine looks good, but I don't think it's as good as it looks this year. No, the point differential does tell you that, that they're not quite as good because they, they had a positive point differential, I think, last year at this time, uh, just slightly. So, yeah, I think it's a pause for concern, as we'd talked earlier. Uh, to me, you know, you always have to gauge things uh, a little bit still in the 20-game mark. But at the 40-game mark, uh, if if that continues, then you've got, you know, you're, you're, you are who you are at that point. Uh, and uh, this team will not place high in the, the rankings if there's still a, a, a minus in that area, in my opinion. It's almost a historical fact that if you're going to win, you know, 47, 48 games, you're going to have a 
a 2.2 to 3 point winning margin. And if you are under, you know, point or two under, you're probably going to be a 38, 39 win team. All right, let's bring Ryan in in uh, Sacramento, Ryan in Sacktown. Uh, good to have you on the show. What do you think about the Kings record 13 and nine? You, I mean, Grant, I think where you're at. I, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head about the bad feeling here. Here's why we don't feel good about it. The Kings have lost six games by double digits and won five wire to wire. So they're Jekyll and Hyde. The three balls either going in or it's not. And that's Mike Brown acknowledged it last night in the post game, saying we are a three point shooting team. And as Jerry put, that's the development of Keegan Murray that they're looking to see because it gives them a different element, a guy that can create his own shot in the mid-range, which they don't have in the starting lineup outside of Fox. And here's your six-game homestand coming up. Oklahoma City tomorrow, then the Jazz, the Wizards, Boston, Phoenix, and Minnesota. So you have two games against Utah and Washington that, to me, based on the caliber of competition, have to absolutely be wins that you got to have. Okay, you're better than them. No excuses. You need to win those games. Then again, Oklahoma City, Boston, Phoenix, Minnesota. This is one heck of a tough homestand coming up, Jerry. Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, the Kings really got to go four and two. Yes. They've, they've simply got to go four and two. Uh, you know, and as you said, and the way to do that is beat the, the teams you should beat. And then really those other four are all top flight teams that that you could play well and still lose. But but you can also beat them. So if they come out at four and two, I'm saying, OK, they're, they're you know, then there's reason to be optimistic at that point. Yeah, and I don't think they go four and two unless they win tomorrow. They already beat Oklahoma right. City once. The Thunder have already been off a couple of days. So to me, tomorrow sets up this whole road trip, Ryan. Granted, it has to. I mean, you look at the front end of it, and then you look at the back end, you've got a brutal back-to-back -back with uh, Phoenix in Minnesota coming into town. So you've got to get the one against OKC and the two that you mentioned before to have any chance of four and two. Yeah. Let's talk about some other things, and then we'll get back to the Kings. Jerry, I'm so tired of Draymond Green's act, and I've been talking about this for years now. I don't understand the Warriors tolerating Draymond Green. I listened to Steve Kerr after the game last night. It's like, yeah, we, we were, we're still working with him. You know, he's got to learn. No, no, no. He, he Learning, that's done. He's not going to learn. He is who he is. I hope the league throws the hammer down on this guy, Jerry. This is embarrassing for the league. Well, yeah, and if they don't, it'll be embarrassing for the league. Uh, you know, I kind of just watched a pardon interruption the show I, I love yeah. with Will Bond and Kornheiser. And I think they have good sense and, uh, and, and they're talking about a, at least 20 games suspension. I agree. And, and I agree with that too. I mean, I think if you don't send a real message and, and I mean, and, and, and Adam Silver is really in the players association, they need to, they need to back off on this because he's doing things to other members of the union that, that are mm. just uh, ridiculous. And, uh, you know, yeah. So, yeah, he's proven who he is and, and, and I mean, he's a, he's a danger to his team. And, and I, I do, I blame the warriors a lot as well because I do too. they have covered for the guy, you know, is a little bit like the years with, with, uh, DeMarcus. I mean, a lot of things yep. were let go that should have been dealt with much more firmly early on. Not that it had made a difference, but it needed, but it needed to be tried. And, and so, yeah, this is a, this is a big step for the league and, and, you know, the Warriors are not, they're not on the upswing anyway. They're no. not a, a contender in the West anymore, in my opinion. And one last thing on Draymond, 
uh, tells me it pisses me off maybe more than anything. I get so tired of the national media and, of course, the Bay Area talking about he's a Hall of Fame player. He is not a Hall of Fame player. You know, he's he's been on championship teams and he's been important to the championship team. But on that basis, uh, Steve Kerr and Robert Ory should be in the Hall of Fame with, as players. Uh, they played on more championships teams and were valuable and 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 as last time I checked, hadn't been totally disruptive. So I I mean I, I just think it's one of those things. I guess, I, guess I, I know I'm a little. I think the Hall of Fame should stand for more and require more. Amen, Ryan. What do you think about Green? What do you think the numbers should be from the league in terms of suspension? Uh, I am a Jerry. That was that was spot on, by the way. Um, I'm with you guys. It's got to be around 20 or even in the neighborhood of John Morant suspension. And here's why. Adam Silver right now is all about image with the NBA. That's what that was with John Morant. And he violated that. You got TV rights deals coming up and you look at what Draymond's done just this season. It is just as bad for the NBA. It's bad for the young crowd watching the game. Anybody that's played an inch of basketball knows that basketball had nothing to do with that reaction last night. So he's got to come down hard. And as for the Warriors, Grant, availability is your best ability. And Draymond, when he's not been suspended, has only played in 20% or yeah. he's been ejected in 20% of yeah. the Warriors games. So um, it's got to be stern from both sides. Well, you know, you talk about, you know, the TV deals and everything. That's part of the problem, too, with Draymond. You know, TNT's hired him. TNT, he's part of TNT's, you know, coverage now. They're paying him. He's going there afterwards. I mean, the entitlement that is given to this guy is unbelievable. There doesn't seem to be any recourse. There doesn't seem to be any, like, uh, domino effect. Okay, if you keep on doing stupid things and keep on hurting the league, you're going to lose this. You're going to lose that. It doesn't seem to be that way with Draymond. It seems like the more times he's suspended, the more stupid things he does, he gets put on a bigger and a bigger stage. And that's the society we live in today. And I hate it. I think it's awful, Jerry. Well, it is. It is. I mean, you're being rewarded for bad behavior. And don't be surprised if more bad behavior is a result. I mean, we've seen that, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. And it's a shame that, like, say, like TNT, it, it's like, no, you guys should divest yourself. There's plenty of guys who would be very interesting to fans, former players, coaches, whatever, that you could get that would that wouldn't provide the you know the negativity that that he's going to do because I mean at some point he's going to say or do something in his TV role that will be embarrassing and uh, negative. Yep. And here's the other so, deal. And 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 Ryan, I want to sorry for a second. I just want to add this because Jerry hit it right on the head. Draymond was a very important piece when they were winning championships. But this team's not a championship team anymore. They don't need Draymond Green. And I got to believe privately behind the scenes, Steve Kerr would love to get rid of Draymond Green. I, I, I just can't imagine any coach would want to continue to put up with this when he knows he's not a champion. They're not. They're not. A, they're, they're, their window of winning championships is closed. It's time. You know, I, I, I and now the other part, Ryan, are there teams out there that would want Draymond Green? Because I got to tell you, if I'm a general manager, I don't want him anywhere near my team. Well, Grant, if you're a team that's right there on the verge that needs that role, I think you're looking at him. I mean, certainly the contract's in question. He just signed $100 million on a four-year deal. So I guess if Dylan, if Dylan Brooks 
is getting a job in the NBA. I'm guessing Draymond Green will probably land on his feet, but it is the first brick in the unraveling of the Warriors dynasty because you have Clay, who's clearly lost a step through some very difficult injuries. And what do you do with Steph, who by all accounts is pretty much still in his prime right now? Is he, a, is he a dead horse right now, Clay Thompson, or not yet? Because he does every now and then, like he did against Sacramento a couple of weeks ago, pull out a game. I think you are expecting a star role from a role player at this point in his career. Yeah. And you're you're just not going to get that. You'll get it on some nights here and there. And it's it's just an adjustment into that role. And obviously, he's up for a contract at the end of the year. So there's a lot of pieces there. Jerry, what about Clay Thompson? Well, I like to say, I, Ryan hit it. I mean, he really is capable of being a very good role player, uh, but certainly stardom is is gone as far as I'm concerned. It just isn't there. And uh, and then the kind of money, you know, that he wants, I guess he turned down an extension of a lot of money because he still in some way thinks he's Clay Thompson. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just another, and, and it, you know, nothing against clay i mean i guess you gotta believe in yourself but but uh the warriors just another example of the warriors uh, unraveling quite honest and and you know i don't see i don't see him ever getting back to being one of the elite players yep. of the nba and 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 then and as, as ryan pointed out i mean i do think steph is close to his prime i mean prime productivity yeah. but but that uh that slide can start any day Oh, you know, boy. The last couple of years, he has missed more games. Yep. You know, he started to miss more games. So, uh, I mean, there, there, there's only one LeBron James, <laughs> and yep. and I don't and I don't believe that. You know, Steph, due to his size and everything, it, it'd be hard to to maintain that. But so, yeah. They anyway, just a, you know, but they brought some of it on themselves. And and I I do I do think though that with Draymond, I, I think his value is really diminished. You know, it, it, I wouldn't say, I've always said, there. anytime you think somebody can't be traded, they can always be traded. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll trade our problem for your problem. Yep. Kind it of happens all the time. Our, bad, our, our yep. terrible contract for your bad guy and, and average contract. So there's there's always trades out there, but, but it's a diminishing value circumstance. Sir, all right. Grant, I want to... Go ahead. Can I go back really quick to one point that you guys were talking about? Because I think it's interesting yeah. to get your perspective here. Draymond being hired by TNT already. How much, because you've lived through both generations now, does Draymond's antics and him being hired to TNT differ from Barkley and what Barkley is now as an analyst there? I think it's totally different personally, but Jerry? Well, you know, Barkley was a pain in the butt as a young player. There's no doubt about it. Got in trouble on and off the floor, things like that. Uh, having said that, I mean, he became a very witty, charismatic kind of guy. And 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 certainly has, you know, had that role for years now. He's handled it extremely well and people like and respect him and you don't always agree with him. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure Draymond could get to that. You know, I mean, I. I, I just haven't seen me personally seen the, you know, the witty charismatic side, you know, I mean, a very opinionated guy and certainly has some interesting thoughts, but you know, I mean, I'll, I'll go to Jordan Peterson if I need interesting thoughts, <laughs> you know, yeah. not, oh my not God. Dream dream. all right. So I want to get back to the Kings and, and I'm going to say something about this upcoming schedule that I just went over in six games. 
I really believe that a bad homestand is going to set the wheels in motion for Monty McNair with a meddling owner. And I know the owner very well. And I'm just telling you that if this team does not have a good homestand, I know what's going to go on behind the scenes. And Monty's a very bright man. He's done a nice job putting a lot of this team together. But he's going to see what we all see is that the Kings record's fine, but they're really not as good as their record indicates. And so, Jerry, you've been in that seat before. You know what it's like. And it's it maybe maybe didn't have a team of this caliber. But the point is, you know when the pieces aren't fitting together. I just think right now there are too many pieces of this team that aren't fitting together. And I think a negative homestand, and by that I mean if they don't, if they remain healthy, all right, and they lose at least three games on this homestand. I really think you're going to see some moves coming up here before the deadline. I really think this homestand is that important. Oh, I, I, I think that's very possible. I really do. And as you pointed out, I think money, if anybody can get a, a deal, a good deal, I think he can. I, although having said that, it, it's really going to be hard to get the difference maker that you want. You, you'll get somebody different. But a difference maker, I'm not sure you can do that. Uh, but at some point, sometimes that, that's what you need to do anyway, just to shake things up a little bit, you know. And uh, I think that's been proven over the years. I always go back to the time, you know, when the Kings were still good and wanted to stay good and they didn't have as many options. And, of course, the Pages Staryakovich for Ron Artest trade was made. And it was obviously it worked out great for the Kings. It wasn't a real popular move but it the truth was it was uh it was pager was going down and ron artest was still ron artest yep, <laughs> and, that's uh, right uh, and 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 he was a difference maker uh but he was available a little bit because of a, of different things as well uh but so i don't yeah I, is there something can be done yeah i think there's enough assets here that by com combining them maybe and picks you you know you you might get a guy that is, you know, and, and that's probably what's needed. It's not a whole bunch of guys. If you could somehow combine a couple of guys for one guy that, that you can count on for, for productivity, I think this team could be better. Yeah, Jerry, I think Monty McNair, and to your point, Grant, he he's shown that he's always a couple steps ahead. He's planning out for every scenario. Um, so I don't think he would be shocked if that pressure comes. It's probably already there to a degree, but you have to look at what type of player and the decision that you want to make because it's not just a this season decision. If you bring in a Pascal Siakam, that's going to be a $40 million contract if he re-signs with Sacramento. And guess who's up in two years? Keegan Murray. So are they going to want to go that far? So it's a big decision for the franchise, bigger than they think. But I think there are players out there that can be acquired without, like Jerry said, changing everything. You could get a decent piece like an Alex Caruso or somebody like that. I want to get to this thing, uh, a response to you, Ryan. I'll let you speak. But that's not what Ryan was saying. He wasn't talking about Dylan Brooks' ability. He was talking about Dylan Brooks and all the problems that he had with his teammates in Memphis, all of the stupid fouls, suspensions. That, that's what he was talking about. He it, he didn't say Dylan Brooks isn't, you know, a, a decent player. Right, Ryan? Uh, maybe that's 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not talking about his basketball abilities. It's what he brings with his basketball abilities. I mean, just YouTube his annex or you know do a little search about him standing on the sideline. 
and just having fans walk by him before in the layup line. It's really weird. So it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. So here we go. The Kings in Oklahoma City tomorrow. And the the Thunder, if you don't watch the Thunder play very much, uh, they're a team that is um, – I don't know if they're as good as their record indicates right now. And the, the point I'm trying to make is I don't know when we're done with 82 if I'm going to be talking about them as the first, second, or third seed in the West. I don't think they're there, but I think they're 100% a playoff team. And they have one of the real dynamic stars in the league, Jerry, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I mean, he is one of the best players in the league, period. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean – you know, he and Fox and Luka Doncic, I mean, you know, I mean, there's these these are guys are, that are elite and difference makers. And he is, you know, he is a scoring guard. And, you know, and, and if you can slow him down, then Oklahoma City is, is vulnerable. But he's almost impossible to throw down. I, I, I don't think they're as talented, honestly, as the Pelicans. Uh, I think they're well coached in the chemistry is great you know but if you just look at the, the actual talent i mean they depend so much on uh gilgus alexander mm -hmm. i mean you, you holmgren has been probably is the rookie of the year he's fit uh so well with that team uh, uh you know giddy does some nice things uh but but like i say i think that's a team if there is a team in the league this year even more than minnesota that has basically you know, hit their peak. I mean, they're they're playing at at the level probably a little above their level, and so you just wonder if that will maintain. I'm I'm with you, Grant. There, I don't see them as the second in the West. I think they could be fifth, sixth, seventh before it's all shaken. And out. a really good road team, Ryan. They're seven and three on the road this year. Yeah, they, they do it in all places, makes that win for the Kings even more impressive. But I, I wish there'd be a camera just on SGA and Fox tomorrow night because that's going to be a special matchup. But it, it's kind of the way I look at it. Oklahoma City, they're riding that Kings wave last year. They haven't had a lot of injuries, um, and they've played against a Western Conference that's been very healthy. So who's to say that they can't see it through if they stay healthy? But a lot of season ahead, so they could easily fall. Hey, yeah. Hey, just think of all the teams that Paul George is made better by by being traded. Uh, you know, certainly yeah. uh, the Indiana Pacers improved dramatically uh, by getting Sabonis and uh, Depot at the time when he demanded out and yep. leaving Oklahoma City. They got a Gilgis Alexander and some picks. Yep. And I mean, uh, and both really had quite a bit of success more than they'd had before. So, uh yeah, I, I I know for a fact that that uh, Clippers, as good as Paul is, there's no way in the world they they nope. you know they they wouldn't prefer to have Shea Gilgis Alexander right now. I'll tell you this: another thing when we look at the standings, another uh, thing that just jumps out at me when I look at the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're seventeen and five. But we talk about how good the West is this year. You know that Minnesota is twelve and three against Western Conference teams. One of those losses, by the way, is Sacramento. But that's that's pretty impressive. Twelve and three uh, against the West or the Minnesota Timberwolves. So you know, just the, the, I don't think they're a fluke. Again, could I see them being number one? You know, I think a lot depends on Denver's health. But uh, I think you are who you. Jerry likes to go forty games. I like to go twenty to twenty-five games. I don't think Minnesota's going anywhere. All right, I don't think they're just going to fall off the map. Now I can't forecast injuries any more than you guys can, but I the they're good. They're a good team. 
Uh, again, will they be the number one seed? I don't know. But I think they're clearly going to be a top four seed in the West this year. No, I do too. I mean, they, they, they've got size. They can play inside, outside. Uh, you know, they've got a dynamic young player, you know, in Edwards and, uh, uh, and, and of course, Gobert is now playing like they thought he had played. Towns is in shape and, and, uh, you know, and the leadership of Conley can't be mm-hmm. overstated. You know, a guy that just kind of makes it all work. Uh, they got him late last year, really made a difference late. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they could – I wouldn't be surprised to see him maintain top top spot, you know, for two reasons. I, I think they might be among the most talented for sure, but also because I don't think uh, Denver cares – I mean, they they would prefer to be one, but I think they, I think they know they can win from any spot. Mike Malone. They're like the Warriors else. a couple of years ago. It doesn't matter whether they were exactly. on the road. Yeah, just get me in with a where I got some home games, and we'll we we know if we're healthy and at our best, we can win it. And that's so. That's a little of it, I think. Yeah, it's the first time that that core has played together. Uh, for any significant chunk of time and it's working out they're able to play different styles as Jerry pointed out but I don't see them um, as dominant as Denver was last year it doesn't seem as daunting of a task I think they're beatable the Kings showed that Um, but they can easily drop the hammer too when Edwards is going off well the reason for that is Denver's got the best player in basketball, Nikola Jokic, and as good as Minnesota is, they don't have a Nikola Jokic. They got very good players, and that's why I would agree with you. I mean, Nikola Jokic, what he's done and what he did last year was so special. They're, they're you know, maybe Milwaukee with Giannis Adetokounmpo. Mm. Who else can say that? You know. Yeah, great point, Grant. Yeah, you know, one one thing I would say about Denver, if they're healthy, and that's why I would still pick them is because when you really get down to close game, often it's it's whose two best players are against the other two best players. And I don't think there's a, anybody point. can match up with Jokic and Murray, you know, when it counts. You know, it's almost yep. like a Pippen and Jordan kind of thing or uh, Shaq and Kobe. I mean, you you know, the game comes down to that so often. And they can guard you, Jerry. I mean, that's another difference. Yep. I mean, if they have a game where offensively it's not clicking, they can beat you with defense. That That's not a lot of teams in the league can do that. No, Nate uh, is expected. I'll give Mike Malone one thing about him. I mean, you know, he's going to hurt some feelings if his guys aren't uh, really putting out an effort, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, so again, you got this homestand. You got Boston that's going to be coming in. They're 17 and 5. I didn't get an update on Jalen Brown. I saw him get hurt in the last game. All right, so you've got them coming into town. And we talk about Oklahoma City, and then you got the powerhouses. You got the top seed Minnesota in town on the second of a back to back right after playing Phoenix. Phoenix, to me, is, you know, they're one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams, and it all depends on who's on the floor. You never know who's playing from night to night. Bradley Beal's coming back. I don't know whether or not that's going to make that big of a difference. They got to have Durant. But when they're loaded, I mean, I mean, when they got their players on the floor, they're a very formidable opponent. So this this homestand is going to be a lot of fun. But you also, as I said, you get the Boston Celtics coming in. And right now they are 17 and five. So a six game homestand beginning tomorrow. And I think we all agree this needs to be a four and two homestand. I don't know if you get the four and two if you lose tomorrow, though, Jerry. I, I mean, tomorrow to me is a pivotal game on this homestand. Well, I do think if you do win it, I think you you really should. You know, you got should get to four and two. 
but if you don't, I mean, it's going to be difficult, no doubt about it. But I just like the idea that the Kings really get to play the teams with the best record in the West and the East in the same in the same swing. So, you know, uh, and that's still to, to the Kings' credit. They've beaten Minnesota at Minnesota, you know, and they've beaten Denver. So I always say that's why I couch a little bit. It's like, well, they have beaten elite teams. And so you know they can. Now we've we've seen them getting crushed by non-elite teams. So uh, uh, that's that's why we're still uh, in, yep. in a phase that just we just this besides the four and two, you need to see six good games, Grant. Yep. And Ryan, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, yeah. you know, six good games where you're in every one of them and have a chance to win every one of them. By the way, Jalen Brown is questionable for the game tomorrow against Cleveland with a sprained ankle. So I guess that's good news that he's listed uh, as questionable for Boston. Game's going on right now. The uh, Boy, the Pistons, they're at home down by 10. They've lost 20 in a row. You've got mm -hmm. uh, the Wizards beating the Pelicans. Minute and a half remaining in the first, 28-21. Jerry, we went through a 43-game road losing streak with the Kings, and you only play 41 a year. So we've seen it all. I don't recall, though, ever losing 20 in a row. Do you ever recall that? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no, nothing like that. No, no. In your dreams, probably. I mean, I, I think there's been some bad stretches. I think we've seen 10 or 11 here. I think, you know, like the Kenny Nett year and and when they had went through that, it seemed, but nothing like 20. Well, and, you know, and then the San Antonio Spurs are are right on their heels. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like I, I kind of get a kick out because I can say I, I'm sure Pop and and, and, uh, and Monty Williams are happy they signed those long-term, you know, 60 or $70 million contracts. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, well, but it's a you know that just shows you, especially in San Antonio. I mean, it's a it's a talent league. Yeah, and 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 Wimbanyana for all his talent is still young talent and undeveloped talent. That's right. And right now it's it's not winning talent. They, so seventeen losses in a row. Seventeen losses in a row for the San Antonio Spurs. Hey, New Works Plumbing. If you have any plumbing needs or repairs that uh, are overdue, hey. SacServicePlumbing.com. If you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. They'll be there with the 24-7 service. Just go to SacServicePlumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. The Spurs are 3-19 and the Pistons 20 straight losses, 2-21. Uh, I wonder when they play each other because that you can't end up in a tie in this league, Ryan. Someone would have to win that game. Ooh, that would be a rough one to watch. Oh, boy. Hopefully we're doing a game that night. <laughs> wow. Well, guys, um, it should be a lot of fun uh, tomorrow. And I say fun because you have a, a team that is rolling, a team that the Kings already beat once. And you have a Shea Gilgos Alexander and a very confident second seed currently in the West Oklahoma City's Thunder. And, you know, you better not come out lackadaisical against this team because they'll spank you all right you better you come out with a bad first half like we've seen on the recent homestand you you're not going to get you're not going to get healthy against this team being down by those type of deficits that's another issue jerry the kings have been down by such wide margins in a lot of games at halftime yeah this, i mean they can play catch up for sure we've seen it but but you don't want to count on it. no uh 
you know, that that is a problem. But, you know, like you say with uh, Oklahoma City, you know, they're one of those teams that I don't watch near as much basketball as I, I used to, but I always try to watch them. I really enjoy watching that team. And uh, so I think it's a real good test. There's no doubt about it. And as you pointed out, I mean, you better you better bring your A game first quarter. Amen. Let, let them know you're, that they're in for a game. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we will have the pregame show. Ryan will do the honors there. And then uh, the three of us will reunite at halftime. And then we'll have the postgame show right here. If you are new to the channel, please subscribe. If you have not already done so, give us a thumbs up and uh, hit the like button. I know it's difficult to like, you know, me and Jerry. But, you know, if, if you can do that for us at our old age, we'd really appreciate that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, old people need love. Old people need <laughs> love. <need> love too. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, we we do appreciate that. Jerry, uh, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. It's always good having you on the show. Well, great being with you guys as always. And, uh, you know, I'll put on a little uh, John Mellon camp and get out, take a little walk. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I enjoy I know what you're saying. Take care, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> See you guys. Thank All right, you. and then uh, Ryan, uh, tomorrow again, pregame show, the uh, Kings and the Thunder. This may be one. This could be the best game on the homestand. I really mean that. This is going to be a hell of a game tomorrow. Yeah, Sacramento's crowd is a smart crowd. They know this is a big game, and they know the players yep. that are playing in it. So it's going to have that feel, and it, it is going to be a lot of fun and a good test for a healthy Kings to see All if right. they can beat them again. Bennett's, folks, Bennett's Restaurants, uh, and including the West Side Grill in Rockland. Three locations, Sacramento, Howen Fair Oaks, Eureka Road, Lead Hill Boulevard in Roseville, and the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, make a reservation, check out the menu and more. You will love it. Bennett's Prime Seafood and Steak. Don't forget about the weekend brunch, the weekend prime rib, 60 different types of wine available by the glass, all there for you at Bennett's and their newest of the three restaurants, Bennett's West side grill and uh folks close we're close to announcing some new merch available on the uh store on my website we're pretty excited about it maybe tomorrow night apes maybe the night so uh stay tuned all right sounds good rhino uh thank you very much buddy and we'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow sounds good my pleasure and everyone else uh appreciate it i'm going to be uh moving over a couple of chairs to listen up and I got my open forum Wednesday show coming up here at the top of the hour. So I hope you can join me over on listen app. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks very much for joining us right here on. If you don't like that, you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.